Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome back to the JMS Boxing Podcast. This is part two of Luke Two Manor. Enjoy. What did you do next then? Because at I 32, can, I can skip to 2008 and stuff, but I can skip. We can skip <laughs> to sort of like at 32. I was sort of like um, I took the pub over in 2004. Was it 2004? 2000. Three, yeah, 2003, yeah. 2004, I took the pub over and I literally, I'm not a smoker and a drinker. And so what happened was that initially... No, didn't you drink a Malibu and Coke? Yeah. Well, I to, <laughs> listen, I've actually got drunk on a bottle of X. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me about right? that. Right, yeah. sorry, this is for all those people that are against drink driving. I've, what I did was I thought, I wonder what will happen. So I had a bottle of Bex at the end of the night when I finished work. I drove from... Rochester to Maidstone. Only one bottle. One bottle of eggs. <laughs> you, wouldn't, right. you wouldn't even be drink driving. It's under limit. You're right. under limit. I fell out of the car. Fucking <laughs> <Get> hell. <laughs> right. You wouldn't have blown. I fell out, I know, but I fell out of the car. I couldn't understand. I fell out of the car. I was stumbling. I was like, alcohol and me just don't mix. It's not one of those things. There's something in the chemical mix up with me. It just doesn't work. So I don't drink. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, took the pub over. 2004, um, and then what I did is I slowly converted the back to a gym area somewhere I could try. You wanted weights, yeah, but you had weights. Probably it was all weights in there. Um, I had a bag in there. I had a heavy bag in there. Um, So I would use the heavy bag, weight train, and that was primarily what I did. It was a case of I think I did it for a while, and then I I had more gym stuff go in there, and I thought to myself, okay, um, I put some mats down in there. I put some mats down in there, and then people knew that I had a matted area. And so I was messing around with a few people. I was training with a few people. Um, and if if you know Rochester, it's one of those ones where one of the best ways to make friends is treat your enemies as your friends. And it was a case of you don't want to be what I would call having a full-on fist fight in that environment. But you need to have a, be in a position where people respect you as well. Yeah, 
because okay. I I remember so I d- turned up two thousand eight, yeah. and me and if you remember Dan Doyle, Dan yeah, he's, he was always with me. He used to come if I went. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it's funny. So I remember him putting CVs into all the pubs apart from yours, yeah, Queen Charlotte, right? And I went, oh, fuck it. I was like, what have I got to lose? So I put mine in. Minute later, get the phone call, get the job um, with the old manager that was in there. Yeah. And then I met you and Damien. Yeah. Yeah. It was like off his nut. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I met you and Damien the first night. And then sort of, I think when I started to work there and then we, like we started to work there, I remember you having a gym at the back and yep. I always remember it being known as a, a rough like place. I remember like being told, Oh, you work there. Like it's, it, no, it's quite rough. Yeah. And I was like, I've never seen it kick off. It didn't kick off that much when I was there to an yeah. extent, but yeah. And then I'd like also remember like when you started to have conversations with you and you're one of the only people at the time who watched UFC yeah. or knew about UFC. So I used to just talk to you about it. I didn't really have anyone else, no one else. Everyone yeah. loved boxing. And boxing was quite high at that point before yeah. it went to the lull when UFC started to come in. Yeah. So I used to be able to talk to you about boxing and the UFC, but UFC was only predominantly the conversation that we used to have because yeah. I couldn't have it with much. Yeah. And I'd done, like I said, I'd done training with Ingrave's End and stuff. No one really knew about it, which like... I yeah, it, again, at that time for me, I was... As I said, I had the, um, I opened up, it was my gym initially, and it was a case of sometimes when you're running a pub, you have to, you have to sort of like get people, when people come into a pub, because of that alcohol's involved, lads tend to go, right, okay, I reckon I can take the piss in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and it was, and I thought to myself, what's the best way I can do it? And the best way to do it for me was I used to sort of like have, like I had that little tire out of the back, you know, and uh, little little tire, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not little. So here we go. Was, so <laughs> come it, pick this up. <laughs> so and I used to say, if I used to have a group of lads, and it was a case of, I always say you have to be smart. So if I had a group of lads, and I thought myself, if these lads get pissed up, they're going to be a fucking nightmare, right? And I thought myself, I do not want to be fighting people. So what I used to say was, I said, you know, like, you go to the gym, don't you? And lads being lads, we go, yeah, of course we do. We go to the gym. <laughs> Ego you know, gets in a way. Ego and gets in straight away. And uh, I said, I'll tell you what, boys. I said, I've got a little tyre out back. If you can lift the tyre up, I'll get you a pint. And they're going, yeah, we're <laughs> up for that. Straight away. And so I'm like, I'll take them out of the back. And in their head, they're thinking it's a little tractor tyre. And the tyre was a 300 kilo earth moving tyre. <laughs> so... And I'd go, there's a tyre. And I remember it used to drop it down and it used to make that horrible noise, yeah. you know, echo all around mm-hmm. the room. And uh, they'd look at it and go, shit, straight away, you get, you'd get about sort of like seven and take a step back. <laughs> and the two that you think are going to be dickheads, you go, we're the ones that are left standing. Go, right, now we know who's who. Right? <laughs> and it, again, it's chess. And so I'd go, wait, go, boys. You've stepped forward. You're there. All your mates have left you. And they'd be like, well, can you lift it? And I'd be like, well, I wouldn't have it here if I couldn't. <laughs> and uh, and they'd sort of like look at me and go, why? And one of them might sort of like get, try and get it off the floor and couldn't get it off the floor. And I thought, that's he's out. 
then there'd be one. And sometimes they would lift it. Nine times out of ten, they couldn't. You know? And then they go, will you lift it then? So you lift it up and put it up against the wall. And go, there you go, boys. <laughs> and they were like, fuck. Straight away, go back into the pub. Now they're now completely Atmosphere's different. Atmosphere's different. Atmosphere's completely yeah. different now. Right? No punches have been thrown. There's just a little bit more respect there. Right? So then that's what I did. And then what happened was I was getting bored with the weight training because it's not really what I would call... It's not competitive. Like yeah. So... I put an advert in the in the local shop on the corner. Sparring partner wanted. <laughs> right? But I don't know Medway. So I put a, I put an advert in there. And I had a couple of lads come along. And one of them was a coach. And he sort of like, he come along and we had a little move around. I can't remember. He was a big, tall, uh, the Medway lads will know him. But he was probably about six foot three, six foot four. He, he was a big guy. And I had a little move around with him. Um Unbeknownst to what you won't know is that one day Grant Dennis was in the pub. Right. Yeah, right. And we just got talking. And again, I met Grant. This is before I met him through Joe Elfin. Yeah, yeah. This was years and years earlier. And uh, so, like, very humble, really nice. And he said, Yeah, I box a little bit. And we just got talking. I'll do as well. You know, we got talking. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and I'm so glad he never did. And he never took me up on that advert that was in the shop and said, I'll go about with you because I would have come unstuck. But again, it was it was a case of I put the advert up because I thought to myself, you get to know people. Yeah, yeah. People get to know you, blah, blah, blah. So I did that for a while. Um, as I said, I sort of like a box out there, uh, probably regular for probably a couple of years. You helped, you got me back into it first time round. Second time round, I come to, but yeah. first time round, I just remember you going, because I, I did bits of kickboxing amateur yeah. with Frank. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, Frank, yeah. Yeah, so I, said, I told you about Frank, and you were like, oh, sweet, do you want to come out back? I'll show you some bits. And I was like, yeah. sweet, yeah, let's go. And then we started to train. That's where we started to train yeah. and do a bit of weights and stuff like that with it as well. Yeah. So that's when that was 2008 before I went off and done my bit yeah. elsewhere. Yeah, so as I said, I took, literally, I I had, the, I had the pub, I had the boxing stuff set up, then... I think one day Joe come into the pub and he was looking. He said, uh, I've heard you've got um, a little bit of a boxing club out the back or a little <laughs> bit of a boxing area. I said, yeah, I, I have. Who are you? Got talking. Yeah, we'll meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I haven't seen Joe for years, you know. So, and, uh, so I showed Joe and he said, oh, this would be ideal. And I said, and he said, how much do you want for it? I said, pound. So I'm not really bothered. I said it's being used. Fuck, I used to charge us five or a go to bastards. Yeah. <laughs> but I, for me, it didn't really... thing is, people are getting used. And I, the one thing that I've always found difference between boxing and martial arts is there's an awful lot of money in martial arts. Okay. Right. In boxing, it's generally people that I'd call your counsellors. Yeah, soldiers, this... Working yep. class lads. They haven't got a lot of money. Yeah. There's no point asking them for a tenner because they ain't going to have it. Right. They'll go. It's an IOU for the next three years. Yeah. Right, make a couple of couple of quid. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll get a couple of quid. From yeah, them. the parents they might give them a couple of quid because it means that they're doing something and keeping out of mischief. Whereas martial arts is completely different. So that's how I, from my point of view, pound. Okay, if you haven't got a pound, but you've got fags in your pocket, right? One of us is taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a pound, and that's how I kept it as a pound. 
Yeah. You know, it's not the end of the world stuff. Um, so I was quite happy with that. It was getting used. And then over a period of time, I made it bigger. It's still, yeah. yeah I mean, we might yeah. put the dividing yeah. wall up. Uh, where, where the barrels were on the second Where the barrels, yeah. yeah. I made the beer room a little bit smaller. I thought I'd get away with making that smaller. So I put, a, put the dividing wall up. We made the room a bit bigger. I think um, Joe sort of like spent a bit of money on a bit of kit. And I said, yeah, so I'll get someone to put that up for us. It was great. It was, you know, it was good for me. It was being used. Um, got to meet loads and loads of different characters. And uh, <laughs> it, 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 you know, I met you two Herberts. No, you, were, um, I was, you already know me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then, yeah, it, and that was, um, I did that. And then I think over a period of time, you know, I started training with you guys regular at the boxing, at the, that club there, as it was. And then, sort of like Joe would sort of say to me, you fancy going sparring? Yeah, sparring. sparring. Yeah. So I started sparring with the lads and uh, then getting invited up to Brompton Barracks, sparring up there, and then going over to um, in Chatham. Yeah, eventually, yeah. And sparring over the, you guys over there as well and just moving around with you boys. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's something I've always enjoyed doing. It's something that I... To this day, it's probably going to be the last thing I can physically do that I will still carry on doing. I still enjoy putting on a pair of gloves, moving around with somebody. I find it <laughs> so interesting. As we did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, I just enjoy it. I did it the <laughs> other day with a couple of lads. You know, I just I just enjoy it. And it's one of those things that, you know, prior to having my kids and my wife and everything else, it was my first love. So boxing and martial arts has always been my first love. And... People always say, well, say to me, why do you like martial arts? I said, I like the martial arts gives you more. Boxing is very much a case of, I've been in boxing clubs where I've seen coaches vaping, smoking outside. Okay. I've seen lads coming in going, yeah, I could get to work this morning. So I jumped into someone's back garden and I stole somebody's bike so I could get to work. And the trainers are laughing about it. So there is that moral side of boxing that I go, do you know what? You should be putting these lads on the straight and narrow a little bit. Yeah. Whereas in martial arts, you do get that. You don't get it in boxing. And I'm not saying all uh, all boxing coaches are like it. But again, it's, it's something that I've not seen it in martial arts clubs. Martial arts clubs are generally very much case that there is a right and wrong. Whereas you don't get it in the boxing clubs. I might be wrong and I apologise. <laughs> I don't mean to offend anyone. <laughs> right? So, so I, as I said, um, I enjoy that side of things and people always say to me again, what do you prefer? And I said, look, I love boxing. I really do. Um, I can't physically do what I used to do from a martial arts point of view because physically I hate it and it will catch up with everyone. Well, I will say to now people, so are you going to fight again? Yeah, I'm going to fight at the moment. I say it's with Mother Nature. Right. Right? And she's undefeated. <laughs> right? So you're never going to jump back in the ring no. and compete again? No, never compete again. I, I, now it's a case of I just enjoy. If somebody says to me, look, I've got, I've had eight fights, I go, I'll have move around with you. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's very much a case of it's, it keeps me young. You know, so I, can, I can't do what I used to do. I still train. <laughs> And I've got, I'm naturally competitive and I find it very difficult. So if I go to the gym and I weight train, I generally train on my own because I will have a minute's rest, right? Which is from a fighting background. I'll have a minute's rest and I'll go again. 
and I'll keep doing that all the well, time. People that's, don't. People want to walk. Uh, people don't want to around. They want to get on their phone. They want to have a social chit chat. Yeah. I can't do that. So I generally don't have training partners yeah. from a weight's point of view because I train quite disciplined, right? But there again, I I just look at how people train nowadays and go, I can't do what you do. No, you know, I'm very disciplined in how I train. Um, so and it's the same. Let's see, six months ago I took up swimming. Yeah. Right. So I've been swimming regular. So I think that's right, and I do. I've set myself a target. I do a mile breaststroke against the clock in the hour. Right, that's my target, and that's what I do. So you know, I always set myself challenges. Mm. And the same thing again. It's um, we're jumping backwards and forwards now. So right. this is where I'm going to jump back myself in a yeah, minute. That's fine. So right. um, when when I was younger, someone said to me, he "said Right, okay, you should always have goals." Right, it says as you get older, you should always have a goal. Right. If at the beginning of the year your goal is to get rich by the end of the year, how are you going to do it? Are you just going to suddenly wake up and get rich? Or you, what are you going to do? Have you got a business plan? What are you going to do? Mm. You should have a goal. They said you can apply that principle to everything that you do in your life. They, so they said whether it be work, whether it be home. And they said if you decide, oh, I'm going to have a year of doing fuck all, as a man said, I'm going to do fuck all today, <laughs> right? And if at the end of the year you've done fuck all, you've achieved your goal. Never happens. Yeah, woman comes in. You do So, so I literally, even now, I still set myself targets. Okay, they can be financial targets, they can be physical targets. Have targets. Otherwise, what you tend to do is you tend to not really get done what you can get done. So set yourself goals. So as I said, I, I go swimming now. Uh, I still go to the gym. I, I started doing Phil Island's Thai boxing class. Okay. And I'm trying to, again... Is that... Up, uh, oh, okay. Uh, Ironworks. You, you're doing the Thai boxing there? Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm, Tuesdays? Tuesday, no, Thursdays. Thursdays, right. So okay. I did it this week. I did Thursdays. I did Phil's class first. Then I was like, I'm going to do Damien's class after. And this is where my, my want and my will... And my body's ability yeah, to do it yeah, yeah. are two different things at the moment. So I, I literally sort of like, I think I did about 50 minutes of um, Damon's class. I said, Damon, I'm done, mate. I'm <laughs> <It's>, going home. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's... But it, it's, to be fair, I'm, I haven't been there because of, I'm injured, so I've had two weeks where I haven't been able to do anything. Yeah. But I, like, I get it. With, but like, because you're, you're saying about your body and your will. Um, you already know everything. So for me, like as I've got older, I'm coming to this new thing and I'm like, this is all new to me and I'm really enjoying that learning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's a case of I I tend to find them, I go to Damon's class and it, they're doing stuff that I think myself, I can't remember that bit or there's bits of it that's missing mm. because I didn't do it long enough for it to be ingrained. And I know he's quite respectful of you, even though I want him to give you some shit. Yeah. <laughs> the thing was, like, again, this is where my memory's really bad and... Um, Damon, I met Damon at um, combat, and it was a case of I was going to combat for a while, and um, when it was, I had the pub, and I was going over there training, and I'm sort of like I was getting there early, and I was doing a bit of sparring, and then I met Carl Kinslow. Yeah, and um, and it turned me and Carl Kinslow sort of like he he sort of said to me, he said, "What time did you get here?" And I think the class started at seven, and I was getting there for about half six, half hour early, and over the next sort of like two or three weeks, he, he said, I'll get here for half six. I said, all right. And uh, he said, do you want to have a, 
we'll have a spa. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> so me and Carl are sort of like, we started sparring and it wasn't a case of, I didn't know Carl, but Carl, if you, if you meet him, Carl's got either full on or nothing. So we would literally start sparring within about 30 seconds. We're having it. Right. Okay. You know, and it was, don't get me wrong. And something I was told when I was younger, you said you got heavy. I was told I've got heavy hands. Yeah. Right. Which we are aware of. Right. And I haven't got a clue what that meant because you can't punch yourself in the face and go, well, that's what it feels like. So until you meet someone who's got heavy hands, you haven't got a clue. So I started sparring. And as soon as he smacked me in the face, I thought, that felt different. <laughs> right. And uh, so we started sparring and we we're going at it each other. And this went on for a period of weeks, you know, and to the point where now the whole classroom has stopped and now I'm watching us. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, uh, Carl at the time, I think he had a reputation where people didn't want to spar because he was literally heavy handed. Not in a horrible way. He just didn't no, know, yeah, yeah, he just he didn't know how to control just it. Hard. He just didn't know how to control it. And, uh, so I'd start sparring with Carl all the time. And I met Damon, right? At this time, Damon was a young lad, just started there. And Damon, was asking me questions about boxing. What should I do with this? What should I do when I'm doing this? Curiosity questions as a beginner, yeah. right? And I'd say, I'll oh, try this, keep your hand, whatever it might be. But I couldn't remember him. <laughs> I couldn't remember him. And years later, I bumped into Lee Page and said, oh, Damon's doing really well. Who's Damon? <laughs> <laughs> Back to Lee Murray. Yeah. Right? And he went, you should train with him. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did I? <laughs> yes. Oh, listen. <laughs> so this conversation went on and said, he's, no, he's doing really good. He's, you know, and sort of like then they put up the phone of the, the Zilla yeah, picture. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's Damon. I'm looking at this. Yeah, I do recognize yeah. him now. But I was like, he didn't look like that when I was training. I said, I'm not fucking smiling him. <laughs> like this. And so I, I met Damon again probably years later. And again, such a nice guy. Probably, you know, again, it's um, it goes back to what I've said about the, the people that I've met through martial arts. They are so humble. You wouldn't necessarily think they are who they are and they can yeah. do what they can. Because they wouldn't necessarily walk around. I've never ever seen. It, this is the difference um, between boxers, and I tend to find there's an awful lot of ego with boxers. Yes. All right. Um, and I'm sorry, I know I'm <coughs> cutting in. I'm going to say this about the gyms as well. Yes. I find this with the gyms. You walk into a boxing gym. Yeah. You want to rip each other's head off, and everyone just wants to rip each other's head off. Yeah. You walk into an MMA gym or a martial arts gym for you, yeah. right? MMA gyms for me, um, and they're like, ah. Oh, 
we could do this. We let's do this. Yeah. Okay, I, I want to work on that. So let's go and do that. And you're not necessarily trying to rip each other's head no. off. Yeah. You're training hard. Yeah. But you're not there to rip the, each other. The, the ego side of it is, unfortunately, it's more in boxing because everyone wants to say they're top dog. Yeah. I'm the hardest puncher in this room. Right. And it's a case of, and I always worry about that because I thought, yeah, you are, but you're going to end up hurting someone. And so I always like, when I've met people like Damon, Lee Johnson, uh, Lee Page, they're people that are physically very strong. I, I remember grappling with Lee and Lee throwing me across the Lee room. Lee Page. Lee Page. Yeah, yeah. And we were going over to a um, wrestling club in Sitting Bull. There was a judo or a Sitting Bull wrestling club at the time. I can't remember what it's called. And I remember Lee... He's grabbed hold of my arm and he's pulled me. And I've gone airborne for a split second. I am Superman <laughs> with a tan. I'm flying across the air. I've landed on the floor probably a good six to eight feet from one side of the room to the other. And I said, I just couldn't. I didn't see that. And then I smacked him in the face with the jab. And he said, no, I didn't see that either. Because we don't <laughs> yeah. recognise different. the different things. But again, people, I think, when they come from a boxing background, it's a case of sometimes, I think, they don't necessarily give themselves the best light. And I've seen an awful lot of bullies in boxing clubs, mm. you know, um, and I tend to find – I've been to different clubs where, as I said, I went to um, where I was training at combat with um, Carl Kinslow. I was doing that for, I think, four or six weeks I did that, and then I stopped going. And then, unbeknown to me, Carl was knocking on the pub at half 11 on a Wednesday morning. Where you been? Like this. I go, what do you mean where I've been? I said, I've been working, mate. And uh, he was like, when are you coming back? I said, I'm not. And he was like, literally, genuinely, he was like, why not? Well, you know, I said, Carl, what do you do? This was on a Tuesday. What do you do on a Wednesday, Carl? He said, I'll get up and go training. I said, all right, then. What do you do on a Thursday? Get up and go training. Get up and go training. Like this. All week. I said, I'll tell you what I do on a Tuesday morning. Oh, sorry, get, on a Wednesday morning, I'll get up, right, and I'm deciding what I can eat and can't eat because my jaw is aching. Right. I can't chew my food, right? On a Thursday morning, right, everything else is now starting to ache. Right? I'm sore. Friday morning, by Sunday, I'm starting to feel a little bit better than normal. Monday, I'm thinking, oh, no, I've got to do it again Tuesday. <laughs> and then I said to him, how old are you, Carl? And he's like, 26. I said, Carl, I'm 43. Right, and he went, oh, I didn't realise. Right. And it, again, it was really nice. And the, and, the, and the thing is, I said to him, and I was very honest with him, said, Carl, I can't sit and watch. I can't you sit on the sidelines yeah, yeah. and watch. I want to join in. Right, And I find it very difficult just to sit on the sidelines and watch. I want to join in. So I stopped going there. And it wasn't, you know, I, I, I sort of like I said to Lee, I said, look, you know, I'm busy at work. You know, I didn't really go into detail. And I explained myself to Carl. You know, but I physically couldn't sit on the sidelines and watch. Then I went to, there was a club in Maidstone called Ministry of Weightlifting Gym, Ministry of Muscle, and there was a guy there called Clive, and he had an MMA gym. And I started going there, and then he, he, we got talking, and I said, look, I don't mind if, I said, I quite happily pay you my money, right? I said, if you don't mind, I said, I quite happily spar, train, and help out. I said, because you had a big club there. Mm. Yeah, and he said, I don't mind that. Same thing again. You're coaching people. You're helping people. But sometimes, as an instructor, trying to divide your attention with 30, 40 people in the room. Imagine being quite hard. It's very hard. Whereas, uh, and 
if you've got, and I said, look, I've got, you've got an extra pair of eyes. I said, I'll just literally help out. So I'd help out on the stand up side of things. He would do the groundwork stuff. And then sometimes I'd go, look, my groundwork is rusty. I can help out. Yeah. And just give them pointers. And say, do this and don't do that, you know. And then, again, I did that for a while. And then I think then what happened that, and then slow. And this is obviously all the time the pub's going on as well. Yeah. So literally I'm just sort of like, my spare time was training. And then from there, I think it was a case of the pub, uh, you guys started to have a couple of unlicensed fights. And I thought, well, Joe said to me, do you want to do one? I said, well, all right, I'll do one. You know, and so like, I think I went up with Owen. Yeah, I think it was Owen, yeah. I think it was Owen. And we this went up was before to, me, before coming back. Yeah, I yeah. think I went up with Owen to, I think it was Colchester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was at a nightclub. Yeah, I was about to say it's... Um, Liquid MD, yeah, 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 having treatment afterwards so <laughs> I, that's how I looked at I thought myself mate, I weren't really that worried you know then uh, Peter Stoughton had a show in is it Lee's Cliff Hall oh, well, um, Folkestone yes. yeah yeah, yeah he, he, had a, he had a show in there and Joe put me down for that he said do you want to do it I said I'll do it I said I don't mind and uh, I literally I sort of like I remember Again, you're trying to run a business. You're trying to fit your training in. Yeah, which is in. difficult. Yeah, it's just difficult. And it again, it goes back to it's a hobby. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't. If somebody said to me, "Does it bother you?" I go, "Don't bother me at all." If you get knocked out, you get knocked out. Oh. And so, I literally, I remember for a young lad, Billy. I can't remember what he said. Billy Hollingsworth, I think his name was. He was an electrician, and um, he so we shook hands. He said, "I think we're going to be fighting each other." I said, "I think we are, young man." I think at the time it was completely different weights, you know, but they put us together. It's unlicensed. So, and I remember starting off and I just remember slipping punches and I think to myself, I'm actually quite good at this, right? (laughs) But then I've forgotten where I am, right? I should have been keeping my hands up. And I think right at the tail end of the first round, he's caught me with an overhand right and it just put me straight in my ass. I've got up. And it was, I got back and fucking dazed. I was up, I knew it'd been it, but I didn't know what it hit. Me. Yeah. And uh, then he put me on my arse and so I got up and um, I think into the second round, he'd caught me again because I hadn't recovered from the first one fully. Ref stopped the fight and I lost. Same thing again. I don't, I don't really worry about it too much because I go, I'm just doing something I enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, um, it's one of those ones where I've always said to people, I said, look, I've never met anyone yet that doesn't change after they've been in a ring. They have a lot more respect for other people. They are generally the better for it. You know, they yeah, will try avoiding certain things. Because I, um, I know it's going back. I don't know if you remember. So I didn't meet these guys just by turning up at the pub. I met them through you. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember this. This is going to, um, hopefully, I've noticed how bad your memory is. So probably <laughs> probably <Yeah>. not. <laughs> so I remember turning back up from 
the Navy and yeah. basically my life had just been absolutely ruined. And I remember um, I was just spiralling, just turn up, just getting pissed up, just spiralling right out of control. And then I think you pulled me back one night and went, you're, you're going out of control. Like, I haven't seen you be like this. And then no. I think you, were, you literally went, what are you doing right now? And I went, nothing, just purely the fact that I still was getting paid, but I had this loads of leave, didn't have a job at the time because I was looking at the time. And then you went, right, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, come back down, Jim, and we're going to get some, we're going to cut, you're going to come back and we're going to start boxing. Basically, we're going to come back, come to the gym, you're going to start boxing with me. Yeah. I've got a lad down there, Joe, he's got a load of fighters, come train with me and then what I'll do is I'll integrate you in with them and then you can go from there. And then yeah. literally, I've come down, had that first session, you made me be sick. I remember going out the gym this was 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I remember, I remember getting to the point fitness was obviously terrible. I remember being sick, but didn't look back after. And it also, as I don't know if you're aware, changed the way I looked at things as well, changed the way, sorted my head out and basically helped me piece back together my life to then move forward yeah. with everything that's gone on, obviously past it. So that that side of it, and then obviously through my my thing is, I attribute me boxing down to you. That's why I said about do everything that we're doing here. I attribute to you, oh, which is I know, that's, that, nice. that's what I'm saying. I, I know you would. But that's um, that's from from that side of it. That's why. Um, Obviously, I've been keen for you to come on to talk about your side of like your story, but yeah, literally the boxing side of it, that gym. Obviously, I attribute a lot of the where I've been able to go forward to. I know when I spoke on my podcast that it sounded quite negative, but the positive side is actually I was able to sort boxing, sorted my head out. Thing is, I've tried to look at what I've seen in my life and go to people, look. It's very easy to, to go, right, okay, you're going to come in, you're going to box, you're going to coach somebody and go, right, now fuck off her. Yes. You know, and and I thought to myself, I, oh, I have to be careful with this, right? I didn't really have the best upbringing, so I left home at 16, right? So, and I thought to myself, and I was wild as a kid. So, you know, for me, as I said, as an Indian kid, now it's quite, it's just normal. If you go back into the 80s, 70s and 80s, when you had the old Bill fucking turning up at your house, trust me, it was a yeah, deal. That, you yeah. know, it was the cultural side of things. Yeah. It just didn't happen. So I was literally off the rails and the boxing sorted me out and it gave me a release. Yeah. Yeah. And then as I've grown up, I looked at people as that have been my instructors as father figures. Yes. Because I can literally talk to them and mm. they've literally guided me. You know, so they sometimes they've said to me, look, if you carry on doing this, and it could be the way I'm training, they'll say to me, look, you're overtraining. You're not giving yourself time to recover. So I've learned a lot of it was just little things to help me carry on training. Mm. So, again, it's um, I learned things like um, if you train too much, you think you're getting unfit. If you're not, you're literally getting so fit that you're literally draining yourself and you're not recovering. Um, and you pick up knowledge over yeah. a period of time, and you, it's the little things, and then the idea being is you pass that information on. 
so that when you see people doing something similar, you go, I recognise that. What you're doing is this. Yeah. And this is how it's affecting your yeah. body. You need to change this. So the idea being is it's not a secret, it's knowledge. Pass it. Because it will mean that that person will potentially change how they're training and then they'll not make that mistake. Yeah. You know, so it could be little things. I mean, I remember going for a phase in my time where I'd literally, what I would call keep fighting fit all year round. Right? And someone said to me, said, Mike, right, that is so unhealthy yeah, that you don't... Your immune system's like, immune. you telling me this, yeah. yeah. Right? And it's to do with your immune system. Yeah. And I didn't understand it. And they said, like, I remember, what was it? I think there was an athletics event on TV and one of the athletes had caught a flu. Right? And I was like, a flu? What's up with you? You know, you <laughs> But now, you know, you learn that your immune, the fitter you get, the weaker your immune system gets. And if your immune system gets that weak, you catch a flu, you ain't going to be out of it for a week. You're going to be out of it for two weeks. And it's yeah. going to take you six yeah. weeks to recover because your immune system, and the fitter you get, you have to be careful. You don't need to keep yourself at what I would call fighting fit fitness all year round. It's not healthy. So they're the things that you learn and you then pass on to people. Yeah. You know, which, uh, which is what yeah. I did. And, and that's what I've always done and I still do it now and I try not to do it now because not I try not to, it's a case of if somebody asks me, I will give information, but I won't go out of my way. To provide. Be, to provide because I'm not in my, it's someone else's club, mm-hmm. you know. So I wouldn't do it. I go to Damien's classes, I go to Phil Island's classes, yeah. you know, and I, I literally wouldn't say anything. If the, somebody asked me, I say, no, try doing this and don't do that. But I never start to go, no, no, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. It's not my place. Yeah. You know, so I'm very respectful of it because it's not my place to do that. And then the other side is I've always, people will say to me, you know, what are you doing? And I'll bump into people that do the traditional type martial arts and they'll go, you know, why are you, you just, what are you doing? I say, I'm doing that, I'm doing the boxing. And they'll, I wouldn't say we have a falling out. I'll say we have a, what I would call difference of opinion yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And um, and I've always put it down to this. I said, look, they'll ask me the question, and I'll go, look, you have to understand that I don't agree with the bullshit that's involved in martial arts. And I said, if you're into it, that's fine. That's your cup of tea, not a problem. I said, I'm not. And I said, and someone had said to me years ago, um, I was they were looking for an instructor, and they found me. My name was given to them, and I started being their instructor for them for a period of time. And I said, you need to go find a boxing club first. And they said, why do I need to go to a boxing club? I said, because one of the things you're going to be doing is boxing with me. So you need to go to a boxing club first, then you come to me. And I said, then I'll add to what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, then we got talking and they said, look, what was the whole thing about sending me to a boxing club? And I said, look, you've got to understand that most people who do martial arts don't box. They're two separate entities. Yeah. Right? They don't like it. People that do traditional martial arts don't like boxing. Right? Um, I said, but you have to understand I very relevant from a from a protection point of view because if you're defending yourself, the first thing you're gonna to have to accept is you're gonna get a smack in the face. So I used to I used to do ladies' classes, self-defense classes. Yes. And I would I see an awful lot of women they do self-defense. Boxing is good for self-defense. So I go, do you sparring now? And I don't do sparring. Why not? Why not? You just don't do it for whatever reasons. Some clubs do, but in general, they don't. So, and people say to me, Well, why is it you love boxing, but you do martial arts? And I go, Look, let me put it to you this way. 
said, if I want to do sparring in a club in Maidstone, at a martial arts club, I will have to do what I can do and can't do, what the rules and what the restrictions are. I said, that's in Maidstone. Yeah. Right? I can go to a boxing club anywhere in the world, <laughs> right? Stick a gum shield in. I oh, know he's going to smack me in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smack him in the face. There is no bullshit. Yeah. So that's the difference. There's, there's that civil war in there with martial arts and boxing. Where I love both. I love both. Or martial. I love MMA and boxing. Uh, but I've got respect for everything. They're completely. I had this conversation, I think it came up on social media years ago where people are talking about martial arts and how boxing is a, a form of, I said, the discipline within boxing mm. is very similar to martial arts, but it can't be classed as a martial art. I said, the reason martial art is classed as a martial art is because it's originally it was a military fighting art. Okay. So it, was, it wasn't devised for competition. Yeah. It was devised for warfare. So if you were going into warfare where you were having, prior to the gun, you would have sword. Even in this country, you'd have sword fighting. If your sword got dropped, then what are you going to do? You would win by any means necessary. Yeah. Yeah? And I'd say, so you're going to kill someone with your hands. So the idea being is, great, if you've got armour, but then again, if you look at, say, China and Japan five, 600 years ago, Armour was made out of bamboo. Yeah. yeah? And, and if you were Chinese or Japanese, you couldn't afford that, in which case you were poor. So how are you going to defend yourself? So it was hand-to-hand. Yeah. So warfare was devised through martial arts. And this is prior to gyms. So people say, well, years ago, you didn't have gyms. You didn't have resistance of weights. What you had was your body weight. So if you look at the old Chinese Shaolin-type training, yeah, 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 you know, where they're doing these stupid exercises. I go, like, you try doing some of those stupid exercises. You just try doing some of them. I said, I don't care how you look at it, what they do is f- on the body is phenomenal. You know, and it's and it's understanding, again, they have their place. Um, and now it's a case of I don't get involved in the whole um, sort of like witches which is better? Is this better than this? Yeah, and I, and I always say, well, no, because they're all perfect. I said, you are representing that art form. I said, therefore, are you the best at it? Because the art form is perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and, then, and then respecting every um, every martial arts. Then that's yeah, yeah, the- respecting more. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think Lee. Uh, Lee Page that was on it you know I love all the fighting arts I yeah. do love all of them and it's a case that there are some of them I think I, I watch the YouTube videos where people have you get these Chinese masters that have come unstuck against an MMA fighter yeah. and just got battered and I go it's kind of your own fault <laughs> it's kind of your own you know because there is that element of it's that black belt mentality yeah, where this- we are that good um, and you have to remember some of these clubs they are multi-million pound businesses I've been in um, I'll, I'll say the guy's name Matt Fides you won't have heard of him but he was I think he was Michael Jackson's bodyguard years ago he's worked with the likes of Peter Andre, blah 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 yeah. I've been to a um, what they call a grading and there's probably three to four hundred people in a room in a hall, they have hired a school, right? And they're doing a grading at 35 to 40 pound a pop. Right, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 
we're talking big business. Yeah, yeah. Right? The difference between their black belts, I'd say 80% of them couldn't fight their way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's business. Can I just go back to one sparring session that we had? And I'm going to say this because I think this needs to be on record. I mean, well, I know I make myself look bad here as such. Let's say, right? You know, you know the sparring session because I'll move me and him and I'll I'll come back to it. You you'll understand this. So we're there, Brompton Barracks, the one at Gillingham. Um, and we're just getting into it. I'm fit as anything, I'm fit as anything, right? And we're there, and I think we started off because I know with you, if you will go at someone else's pace, so I think I was hitting you normally, and then I think I caught you with a good shot, and you was like, okay, we're gonna play it like that. And I just remember you slipping, stepping off to the side, and hitting me with the body shot of all body shots to the point that Wade turned around and said it sounded like someone had been shot. <laughs> and I remember I, my soul had left my body and I was rolling it's on the floor. because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, honestly, I just remember just being hit with this. Uh, my body, I just couldn't breathe. Uh, so I will... Listen, I, I, I just wanted to put that because I know, I put my hands up. I just such a good shot. And I talk about a lot as well, by the way. <laughs> Listen, I I used to grow up watching the likes of Mike Tyson, yeah. you know, and I used to love watching his uh, body shot up and up through the middle, and I used to think that was just such an awesome technique and um, pattern. Yeah, you know, and for me, I used to love what I love rolling body shots, and I watched Ricky Hatton as he was coming through body shots. Oh, yeah, you know, I just... and, and I think boxers what they do is they tend to get a little bit head headshot yeah. head hungry. Yes. You know, uh, whereas I will sometimes, I've always looked at boxing and any of the combat arts as chess. So I will deliberately drop my guard to give you a target. <laughs> With that little smile. With a smile on my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that grin that you right have. Go, you know, it's <laughs> either you're going to take the bait or you're not. You know, and if you take the bait, I'll go, let's see yeah. if he does it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you start to fall into a pattern, and it, again, this is where, you know, I listen to people and, you know, a lot of things I do, I go well. Yeah, I suppose I'm not. I'm not a professional boxer, but I listen to what you do, and I, some of the things I do do on the basis. Well, okay, you, you're literally trying to predict what direction, and you're trying to steer the person in front of you in a certain direction. Mm. So you'll give him a headshot target, see if he's going to take the bait. Does he take it, or does he literally? Uh, I always find the guys, if I'm sparring someone for the first time. I will literally sort of like, it's a game and it's just so interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then sometimes, as I said, you know, you, you'll play the game and if the person just f- takes a bait, yeah, you're going to drop yeah. it in there. Um, <laughs> but I tend to find it's easier to drop a body shot in, okay, yes. and drop someone yeah. than it is to hit them with a hard right hand. It just hander. slips. I was like, oh, you bastard. Yeah. Did you see, you know, when you see yeah. your hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's the nice thing about it. I mean, let's face it, you know, to be able to do that with each other. Oh, mate, I just remember it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, I've got a question. So I've had, oh, yeah. I spoke oh, to Owen. Owen. Owen's, yeah, Owen's asked me to ask you a question and I'll ask it because no issue. What was worse, his body shot or Owen's right hand? 
And you, you, I don't know if you, you know, should know what I'm talking about. As I well. do know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. So what was worse? Right, okay. <laughs> out of fucking his body shot or Owen's right hand? Oh, I'm going to say it was Owen's body shot. Was it Sam's body right, shot? Right, Sam's, right, sorry, Sam, Sam's, bo- Sam's, Sam's body, body shot. shot. Sam's body shot was worse because he just literally took the breath out of me. I was like, <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Yeah. Owen's headshot. I was like. Yeah, nice. I, I see it coming and I was like, I knew it's going to hurt and you know, smack. And I was like, yeah, oh, nice, goodness. nice. <laughs> you know, so unfortunately, Sam gets that one. Yeah. He can take that one. Owen, keep, keep going. We know what's <laughs> going to come next, though, this 10 8 round. All right, this 10 8 round. People always go, what is this 10 8 round? I said, right, what happened was, right, at the time, I think I was, I go through phases where it goes to back to that. Um, you keep yourself at a certain level of fitness. Yeah. Then every now and again, you'll go, right, let's push it. And at that time, I was pushing it. So I was training probably three, four times a week, and I was on it. And it was a case of we'd had a spa, and mm. I was literally, do you know what I mean? You just going, I, without it being horrible, I said, Lima, you um, are literally not getting near me tonight. Yeah. So you and you two? Yeah, we yeah. was literally, and he was literally, oh, I was, I hate to say it, I was mugging him off that. Right. right. <laughs> I was literally making him look bad. Was this the same time we were sparring this way? So this yeah, is yeah, where, yeah. so I think, about the same sort of I time think, yeah, so the, the, this is where the slipping and fucking. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. just fucking yeah. around. And he just literally, it's a case of, again, it's where you sort of like go, you have to keep it in context. And I go, look, I'm, I think how old was I? Forty what? You were you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you was forty. Forty three, forty four? Yeah. Yeah, because you said do it again when you're fifty. Yeah, that's I it. I remember that. You know, and I and I and I remember so, and that's what I do now. I'll keep it in context and I'll go, look, I can't do that anymore. But I have moments of it when I'm sparring mm. with people, you know, but I can't sustain it. And that unfortunately that's mother nature. So but at the time it was a case of as I said, I go through phases where training becomes obsessive. Yeah, and I think anyone that's very, very good at something, you have to be obsessive about it. So I think, and I'm not saying that you two weren't, but I think that's one of the things that I see with people. Sometimes it, it's not they're not quite obsessive about it. They think about it a lot, yeah. but they don't necessarily do it a lot. I see people that talk about stuff, and you know, there was a phase of where people are signing pro contracts, and I go, and I'm quite blunt. You know, I tell them, yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah, you sign, wait till you've had your fourth or fifth pro fight, then I'll give you the respect. But until that time, all you've done is sign a bit of paper. But right? if you can't fight, in my mentor, you can't fight, you train. If you can't train, you talk. Yeah, that's what we're that's doing it. now. Right, so, <laughs> I mean, so, you know, and at the time, it was a case of there was people that were signing pro contracts like it was a hobby. And I was like, look, I'm not interested. You just need to put the time in, you yeah. know, because, again, I was seeing people, they were – they were talking about boxing and fighting and everything else. I go, hold up. I've just I've seen you out on the piss all weekend, right? And I go, and you've been literally twitching your nose for the last fucking half an hour. <laughs> right? So it, there was an awful lot. I go, look, it's, it's – I'd say, look, if you're going to be a pro, act like a pro. And, you know, same thing again. I look at the likes of Grant, uh, Dan would go, yeah. act professional. The way that they come across mm. the whole, not just the um, their ability, it's outside demeanor. The yeah. whole demeanor, they act professionals, you know, and that's what I like to see. Mm. Um, and I think that's what 
if you if they those guys end up coaching later on in life, they'll literally put that into the people that they see. Yeah. Because that's how they are. Mm-hmm. You know. Whereas some people I'd go, yeah, you'll you might be a fantastic athlete, great, but you will be a bad role model. You know, and I go, that's part of the problem. You know, so with boxing, you tend to find it's the role model, the person that's in front of them. They, you know, these young lads, they're very, they're looking for someone that's going to give them this sort of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But is it going to be the right? Is it going to be the right way? Is it going to be a case of you know, I've seen lads that literally just completely go off the rails. Yeah, you know, and then they and people that are very, very talented. I go, look, you're just wasting it. Yeah, to which is saying I think we've seen as well, isn't it? Yeah, you know. So, but again, it's one of those ones where you go. Let's say I, I, I don't. Once I have too many regrets, I do have a couple. Mm-hmm. Ashwin's one of them. Okay. Yes. Yeah, purely because I don't get me wrong. I message Ashwin um, afterwards, and I said to him, "I wish I could have done more," because he really, really, for me. Um, it was a case when I found out what happened to him I was proper upset mm-hmm. so I phoned him up and spoke to him and he, and he, and he was alright with me and he said look you did everything you could you know and it's I think that's what I would like to see more of in boxing people helping people helping people yeah. you know and I don't think they do I think there's too much of a case of the things with the shows that you guys yeah. go on about Everybody's talking about lining their pockets. Everyone, but yeah. But that's the world, I think, that we live in at the moment. You know, and this is where, um, again, people sort of like, you know, they're interested about lining their pockets, mm. you know, and I go, well, how much are you putting your time out for the fighters? Are you looking out for these guys? You know, people, it's very easy. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a boxing instructor of any description, but I know it'd be very easy for me to set up a boxing club. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's not regulated. Okay. Do these boxing clubs have to have a first aider on site? No, no, man, no. I don't think so. Right. I think they have Maybe to have photo. That, no, definitely. standard kit. I think, yeah, no. I know. I think amateur, amateur, yeah. amateur clubs. I think amateur you are, clubs probably do, but yeah. I mean, I'm licensed. Yeah. We didn't. Just Anyone, there's no regulations there, is there? We didn't. No. <laughs> we but, but that's the thing. Too, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, you beat the crap out of each other, and it's fine. And you, you know, you're all very. Uh, sort of like it's it's a bit of fun yeah but at what point does it become quite serious when that person's got a serious injury yeah, yeah. because you're I mean don't get me wrong I've literally done some dumb shit where I've because of the job that I've got now I've got talking to somebody and um, we got talking we got, we got a common interest I had a young lad that I was working with in ex-para right <laughs> they're fucking nuts as well you know and he's um, got talking he said oh, I love me boxing he said I love me boxing as well you fancy a bit of sparring where can we spar? I'll find somewhere. I'm sparring at work, and I'll be careful what I say, at work in a, what I call a storeroom. <laughs> it's a freezer. Yeah, in, a, in a storeroom, concrete walls all around with a concrete floor, yeah. and we're having it. Because we're frank, because, but if something goes wrong, you could potentially fall into yeah, potentially yeah, fall yeah, and hurt yeah. you. But that's two people. You think about the clubs up and down the country. But you yeah. say that, I'm like... I remember sparring in the Navy and you just have one glove each and you just punch each other. Do you know what I mean? So it happens. It's just, yeah, I know yeah. it does happen. It's, it's just one of those ones where I'd it. go, it's not necessary. I mean, people say, yeah, it's, it's good for the, you know, you'll separate. Yeah. People find out if they're into boxing or not. Get a in the face yeah. and they'll go, well, that's not for me. Yeah. yeah, you're right. 
But then I've seen other stories and I've heard, you know, people, and I've seen it where you've got two guys where one of them's getting battered. We've had this, haven't we, where that happens, where, you know, where you're watching someone get battered and you're like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you just, you're not looking after somebody. And I think yeah. we've had to, I've had to pull you out of sparring sessions before where you've done nearly 10 rounds and then someone's jumped in fresh and then you're not learning nothing. Yeah, I don't believe you're learning. No, you're just a punchback. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not doing yourself any favours. And I go, well, who's looking out for your audience yeah. at that point in time? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you, you know, if you're doing it off your own back and you're there in that environment and you're enjoying yourself and it's something that you love doing, it's great. But then somebody needs to actually go, no, you're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you see that with the pros. I mean, the pros will put on head guards, groin guards, body uh, body protectors, the full works. Yeah, and so then, that's what I'll do that there, even when I'm down at the gym. But when we used to be doing... No head guards. We used to wear I've got a thing with head guards. I've, I've, I've got my own thing with head guards, but yeah. I get your your thing. Yeah. It, it's just so that, you know, for me, it's a case of, with boxing, it's a case of... People should look out as instructors. They should look out for people more. Yeah. You know, because at some point it will happen, and I wouldn't want that. You know, I wouldn't want to be that individual that has to go around to someone's house and go, "Look, your son was at my club today, and he's been hurt, and he's up in the hospital." Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know. You, you know. You. You know. Let's face it. Let's be totally honest about it. Punching in someone in the head. Right, is not normal on the receiving end of it. No. Right? Any, any form of sport. Any form of sport. You know, you look at things like rugby, you look at American football where there's contact involved and they're talking about the brain being shaken. Yeah. Even he- header in football. Yeah, header in football. football. That's yeah. major now. You know, yeah, and it's, it's a case that's coming now. So, and it's one of those things, you know, you do these sports, but there has to be, I'd say, regulation. Regulation. Yeah. Because yeah. there isn't any. You know, I know there was a white collar death recently, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, there was, yeah. You know, and that was even sh- even um <coughs> pro there was a pro guy that had um, died as well and yeah. I remember that was quite big up in the middle uh like Midlands ish. Yeah. I remember that being quite big news as well. And that's regulated. So yeah. even if it's regulated, it's still a dangerous sport. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's like um that you should bring in so much regulation that people don't want to do it anymore, but I'm saying the people that run these clubs should take it upon themselves morally to just literally go, do you know what? I'm earning two, three, four hundred pounds a month out of this. Yeah. I'm gonna put a little bit of money by. Because nine times out of ten, these guys do have another job as well. This is something they love doing as well. Yeah. So they, and that's being honest about it, they, they actually love the boxing side of it and they they've got kids that are coming along, enjoying what they do. And I go, Well, how much did it cost you to do a learn to do a first aid course? Yeah, yeah. 70 quid 80 quid I said just do a basic first aid course make sure there's a first aid kit in the gym yeah and do that yearly and do that yearly and it's nothing I think that is the absolute bare minimum you know so that's where I think tend to find with the boxing clubs there they don't necessarily do themselves a lot of favours mm. and that's my opinion you know um, but then at the same time the difference between as I said between martial arts and boxing is quite different they're both different yeah, you know, different, yeah. And it, they both had their faults with regards to you know as I said some of them are just out for the money side of it and as I said I don't like the bullshit that goes with martial arts it's just one of those things Back I've accepted you your own there. yeah <laughs> you know. is there anything else you want no that's all boys 
Um, <laughs> all right, before you, you got anything? No, I'm no. All right, and before you go, as we like to do with all our guests, the create the perfect boxer. I'm guessing oh, you've heard this. Oh, I have heard this. I've heard, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Some people crumble as I can see your face. Some people are quite good at it. Some. Morning. So we'll go footwork. It'll be Lamashenko from what okay. I've seen of him. Uh, punch power. For me, it'll be Hamid. Oh, Nassim Hamid. Oh, yeah. bloody hell. Yeah, he's a yeah. That's Pound for pound. Uh, he's t- when he was his son's coming out isn't he? yeah I've seen his yeah again there's another one who's I'm going off the subject a little bit couldn't handle that loss really when he lost fell apart yeah too many people blowing smoke up his ass going you're fucking amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh, chin <sighs> Eubank senior uh, boxing yeah, IQ yeah I'll rate that I'll rate that huh? boxing IQ um, Canelo. Uh, what about defensive work? Mayweather. And attacking prowess. Tyson. All right. Thank you for joining us. That was uh, Cheers, lads. Yeah. It was nice to see like, you again. Like I said, it was good. I'm glad you come on. I'm glad to finally get you on. Um, I'll see you in about another ten years. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll you see you at the gym. It's saying oh, I come up to Damien's gym and that, so I'm doing and come up there at one point. It's time, isn't it? It's yeah, time, mate. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm dusting the gloves off again anyway, so I'm, oh, yeah? I'm out in September for heavyweight now. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make a bit of time when I come up to Damien's gym. Yeah, yeah, you should enjoy. It. I mean, it's, listen, there's so much to learn out there. There's the one thing now I see is that people's knowledge is the internet is a fantastic thing. Yeah, you know and. From from my point of view, I go. Do you know what? I wish I was born at a different time. I wish I was born now because it's just so much stuff. Yeah. Um, and what you can do and learn, and I, I've always found amazing what people can do physically. You know, physically, what people can do. I mean, if you ever follow calisthenics, body weight stuff. Um, that's where Dave, Dave Howell does a lot of it, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, Dave Howell does a lot of that. If you do all of that sort of stuff, where you're doing like chin ups, and then you're doing what they call muscle ups, and uh, right. flagpoles and all stuff like this which is gymnastics type based but what I've always found amazing what the body can do yeah right and that's what's always interested me one of the reasons I used to love doing martial arts was as a youngster when I say youngster I was even in my, to my late 20s I could put my foot on the top of a six foot door <laughs> without warming up yeah, flexibility oh, I can't do that anymore but then I, I've always found amazing what people can do physically with their own body mm. do you know what I mean just whether it be strength whether it be skill I mean you look at I mean I've trained with gymnasts yeah. you know and if you watch a gymnast being able to control your body to do something if you look at the guys that do MMA and you think to yourself oh, they don't look that strong you know, when they grab hold of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a completely different kettle of fish. You know, so I've always looked at everything that people do is fantastic and go, well, just take a bit of that. Yeah. Just add that to me. Yeah. And if it makes you a better person, take it. Yeah, of course. It's got to take it. But yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, nice to see you guys. Nice yeah, to see you. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, like I said, all the socials, the JMS Boxing Podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, Patreon, £3 a month. Um, yeah, cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.